Preservation of Wonders' K knowledge increase. Hey, y'all. <laughs> okay, we're talking about the holidays, right? We're going to tell y'all stories that we heard growing up, you know, for the holidays about Santa and, you know, Chris. What you got, Chris? Okay, I got, first I got a disclosure. All right. All right. For all the parents out there who listening to this with their little kids in the room, depending on what you told your kids, you might want to have them slide out the room or you might want to wait till they out of the room before you listen to this. Okay. All right, so now. The second thing, I have a question for you. Okay. How old were you when you stopped believing in Santa Claus? Maybe pre-teens, um, first part of teenage years. <laughs> mm-hmm. You were that old still believing in Santa Claus? Yes. Okay. What made you believe in Santa Claus so hard? I mean, one, I mean, you got to look at it. That's what the old people told us. That's what our parents told us. You know, Santa Claus. Santa Claus going to bring you this and that. And then when we were real young, you know, we used to always go to the mall and, you know, you're going to take the pictures with Santa. You're going to, you know, sit up there with Santa. So, you know, it was nothing really showing and saying that there was no such thing as Santa Claus. When you were in school, did did the kids in the classroom ever have a debate on whether Santa Claus was real or not? I'm sure. You talking in your? I know. Yeah. I'm sure. Probably so. But still, you, you got to look at it. The adults said Santa. So what those children had to say, it really didn't matter. I remember. I think I was in second grade, and it was you know around Christmas time, and the teacher stepped out of the room, and somebody asked, "Do you think Santa Claus is real?" And it went like the whole classroom. It was just a debate. It was like most of the kids believed in Santa Claus, but it was probably about three or four that didn't mm-hmm. and they was like look my mom and daddy told me Santa Claus wasn't real that they were Santa Claus and you should have seen the kids in that class I probably was one of them tears, <laughs> tears just rolling down their eyes so, this it is Santa Claus real Santa- <laughs> <laughs> about to come to blows about Santa Claus right do you have any do you have any stories like catching your parents putting together toys or anything like that no not really let me tell you my mother every year when we was uh real young she used to make these cookies uh-huh. And the cookies was coated in chocolate, uh-huh. white chocolate, although, um, or like a white fudge. And um, she used to always make these cookies for Santa. And so when we would, you know, be going to bed at night, she'd be making the cookies. And when we wake up in the morning, you know. No more cookies. Nah, we would actually have cookies. Okay. We actually would have cookies, you know. So, mm-mm. You know, she used to say, she used to say she was making the cookies for Santa. And she'd uh-huh. save us some. Okay. And I know that. If you but now sometimes if you did not get up early enough, you wouldn't get no cookies until she made some more. Cause then, cause your siblings and ate them all. I'm trying to tell you, I do them eating up all them doggone cookies. Uh huh. Yeah, them cookies was the bomb.com. Now I remember yeah, the, the cookies and all of that good stuff, and then wake up and them cookies be gone. <laughs> <laughs> you put these cookies out for Santa Claus. <laughs> you wake up, you see an empty. Wake up and see an empty plate. Empty plate. Santa Claus came and ate the cookies. Um, third grade. It was a Christmas. It was a Christmas Eve. That Christmas night, like Christmas early Christmas morning, it was like thunder and rain, like like a real good storm. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I heard this knocking coming out of their bedroom. All right. So I walked down. I walked down the hall to their bedroom. That was the longest walk ever because I didn't know what was in that room All right. or who. Right. I know who be in that room. Mm-hmm. But what I was gonna find with this knocking and. Being out here, mm-hmm. ain't no telling. 
So I went to reach for the doorknob and turned the doorknob, and don't you know the door was unlocked? Oh no, it went. Open up the door, and I saw my mama and daddy putting together our Christmas toys that year. Right. And they saw me, and they froze like they were crooks. Then broke in the house and then got caught. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was like, no shock. I didn't know what to say. So my mom was like, what you doing up? And I was like, uh, I heard knocking. What what, what y'all doing? Do you know you want to hear what they told me? Okay. They told me Santa Claus was running behind schedule because of the rain and the bad weather. Mm-hmm. And they told him that they would help him and put this stuff together so that he can try to get back on schedule. All right. You know what I said? What you said? I said, okay, and went on back to bed. Okay, <laughs> okay. Because I'm a kid, it made sense. It's raining outside. Now, if it wasn't raining, it was a nice day. I don't know what they would have told me. Right. Probably would have told me he was still off schedule. Right. Okay. But those Christmases, when I believed in Santa Claus, were like the best Christmases ever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, when I when I no longer believed in Santa Claus, mm-hmm. it was like a, a disappointment. I, yeah, man. For real. It was. That's how I felt, too. It was like a disappointment. What is the... Did, did, your, did your mom ever tell you anything about, like, if Santa... If you don't be sleeping when Santa Claus come, or he ain't gonna come, or he gonna do something to you if he catch you up, or something like that? Yeah. Nah. It was like, if you ain't sleep when he come, then you ain't going to get no gifts. He ain't going to bring you no gifts. All right. <clears throat> your, your stuff tame. I think my parents are cruel and unusual. <laughs> Why you say that? All right. They told me that if you're not sleeping with Santa Claus coming, if you, or if you get out of the bed and you try to see Santa Claus, he going to spit chewing tobacco juice in your eye. <laughs> That is funny. That is funny. I remember one Christmas Eve, I was trying to go to sleep so bad. And I could not go to sleep. And I was so scared. All right. Because I knew Santa Claus was going to come and catch me awake. And spit the tobacco? And spit the chewing tobacco in my eye. I was in the bed crying because I couldn't go to sleep. Okay. Finally, I went to sleep. But you know what? That next morning when I woke up, it was like the best morning ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't, I don't know whether it's the anticipation of what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? But I think we need to get back to the true meaning of Christmas. I think all of this um, commercializing Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is, I mean, that's fine and good. But at some point, we need to get to what it, what it really means. Mm-hmm. What it's all about. And I'm thinking we're losing that. Yeah. We're losing that a lot. Do you think that? Do you think that Santa Claus could have came alone when maybe someone felt like the world needed something to look forward to or something that represents Christmas to bring maybe like a happier time? Because it just seems like holidays are more joyful and more jolly to more people. For like Christmas? You mean as far as? Not for me, not Thanksgiving, but more like Christmas for those that believe in Christmas. I think, like I said, I think the, the... the gift giving part or the gift receiving part, mm-hmm, the expensive part, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, is what people anticipate when it comes to Christmas. That's what they think about. I don't think they the gifts, just the gifts. I don't think they think about the true meaning they of Christmas. They don't, they don't want that because gifts they they fade. Yeah, they fade. I mean, I done had Christmases where I done tore up Christmas gifts the the first day I got them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, me too. I just don't think, I think, and I don't know this to be fact, and this is just me talking. I don't think, all right, if you think about, 
Mm-hmm. If you think about the, the Christmas representing the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the Santa Claus and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think those are two different things that came around that happened in different societies around the same time. I agree. And somebody merged them together. I agree. And not celebrating the... Christ being born. Yeah. The, the Christian part of... The Christian, Christian part of it, yeah. yeah. And then you have other religions or, that have other other holidays around that time. Um, right. So... Yeah, like Kwanzaa and... Yeah. Yeah. Hanukkah and, 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 Hanukkah and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, I think... What about the joy in it, you know? Yeah. I think the... The joy has been commercialized out of Christmas. I agree. The Jesus has been commercialized definitely, out of Christmas. Definitely the Jesus has been commercialized out. Right. But it's it's so much of the hustle and bustle of, of gift giving and gift receiving and um all of those things. Um right. that we lose sight mm-hmm. of what what the holiday or what the meaning of these things are. Right. I'm um, I think, in reality, and honestly, Easter should be a bigger holiday. Why you say that? All right. The birth of Jesus is significant. Okay. But I think the reason, the death of Jesus and him dying for our sins is more significant. Okay. Now, I know you can't have a death without a birth. Right. But the death is more significant. Okay. So I think we should celebrate, I think we should be celebrating Easter more than mm-hmm. where Easter should be bigger. Mm-hmm. Because I think it was a bigger meaning. Mm-hmm. Did you know that when the three wise men mm-hmm. found um, got to Jesus, he was no longer a baby in the manger? Okay. He was what we would call a toddler then. All right. Because they make when you when you hear the stories and if you read it if you read it in the Bible, it makes it seem like all of this happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like the star in the sky and the Jesus birth and these three wise men saw the. Saw the star and mm. followed the star. Okay. But in reality, Jesus was already born and had been living for a few years before they found him. Right. Now, the gift giving and all of that stuff, I understand that, you know, because three wise men left gifts and so on. I got the meaning of the gift giving mm. as far as biblical terms. However, that was a small part of it. But we we take that part and run with it because I think we can't, we feel like we're not. Mm-hmm. In position to do the meaning of what what Jesus, the coming of the birth of Jesus meant as a whole. So we are taking just small parts, and we took that small part and made it so big mm-hmm. that we lost focus on the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. But, okay. I mean, but then at the same time, like I said, Christmas. Once I once I once we no longer believed in Santa Claus, mm-hmm. or, or realized that Santa Claus was not real, mm-hmm. it took some of the, the fun out of it. It did, because you had something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had something to look forward to. I don't know. So, so we got ripped off. So now you feeling ripped off, huh? Yeah. Me too. I feel. You ever ask questions about about Santa Claus to your to your mom? Mm-hmm. Like. Okay, Santa Claus, the story is Santa Claus come down the chimney. We ain't have a chimney. How's Santa Claus getting in this house? I know we ain't had one. <laughs> Your mama gave you an answer? You ever ask her that? Uh-uh. <sighs> Listen. Santa Claus is coming through the front door. Hey, ask my mama. I asked my folks. We don't have a chimney. How can Santa Claus get in here? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. They always had an answer. A good one, too. Santa Claus. Did you know that Santa Claus had a magic key that fit every door in the world? Yeah. What? <laughs> 
He had a what? Santa Claus had a magic key that fit every door in the world. In the world. Boy, they were really laying it on, ain't it? Oof. They ain't even had to do us like that. Mm-mm. They had answers, though. You had questions, they have answers. Yeah, they got us. So, into what is the worst thing you hate about Christmas? The worst thing I hate about Christmas? That's a good question. Probably, like I said, the commercializing. It's too commercial now. That's probably what I hate about it the most. Okay. I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying, you shouldn't, like, I hate giving gifts. Because receiving gifts more than giving gifts. Mm. I'm not good at receiving gifts. Alright. Um, I don't know why that is. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, people do, most of the time when you get gifts from people, and I'm not talking about, like, people close to you, you get gifts from people who think they know you, but don't really know you. And they get you with some foolishness you'll never use. Yes, that right. part. Right, right, You know what, one of the things I hated about Christmas. What's that? When everybody had to bring a meal, had to bring a dish. Girl, you're not eating everybody's food? Not so light. I'm only gonna eat from certain people. I guess they didn't put all kind of other spices and stuff that ain't anybody else got. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Little, little dirt off the floor, spicing up a little bit. I don't know. There Listen, go. I, this ain't got a whole lot to do with Christmas, but you know, like growing up, when, like when you go to church and they had like serve food at church. Man, that ooh, that food used to be off the chain. I would never eat it. Why? That food used to be so good. Don't get out of church and then go home and then you, you know what I'm saying? Everybody gather and eat, man. That was some good stuff, man. The reason why I didn't eat it because for similar to what you were saying, I just didn't trust eating people food they bring just bringing in. But a lot of times in church, your your parents and your grandparents gonna be friends with the usher boy. And I knew our usher boy was the one serving. It, it, the Man. serving part ain't the problem. The so where does food come from? The people in the well, yeah, the people in the church. Yeah. The con the congregation. Yes. Yeah. They stopped some at yeah, some the point they stopped the congregation from bringing in the food and it was more so just like the ushers and you know the deacons or whatever. But man look let me tell you something. I ain't got into all that cause I ate all that food okay. If it looked good to me as a child that's what I would eat. But look let me tell you one of the things one of my favorite things though was some green beans. Man let me tell you something. Sometimes you run across somebody that can cook green beans like the church green beans. For me, that was the first time I I, I I ever ate some green beans. That was so doggone good. My mama green beans, did, and they wasn't like that at first. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I don't know what them people put in it, but it was smoky and it was good. Yeah, but hey, I can't I can't collab on none of that because if I eat anything, <clears throat> it probably some fried chicken and a roll. It was. Yeah, it was. Hey, just hold me out till I get to get and to my house. And don't go to the doggone church to get no cakes and pies. Oh my! I geez. might have ate. A, I might ate a slice of cake. Or yeah, two. honey, I ate the cakes and pies but, at the church. I ain't. Uh, I ain't missed that night now a day. Man, them older women used to put their foot up in a cake. Okay. Yeah, but. Uh-uh. You try it now, everybody going to the store. Yeah. But ain't nothing like a homemade cake and a homemade pie. Yeah, true. Snowball cakes don't taste the same. Right. And that's like, um, that's like during holidays, right? I got this aunt, rest her soul. When my aunt used to make a dressing, it looked like the desert. Mm. (laughs) I had, um, you ever heard of surprise pie? I'm scared. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Well, a surprise pie. Oh my Jesus, I'm scared. Would be macaroni and cheese. You know how they used to call it macaroni pie? You never heard of macaroni and cheese called macaroni pie? Uh uh-uh. uh. But a surprise pie would be a macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. with very little cheese. So when you run across to taste some cheese, 
It's a surprise. The devil is a liar. <laughs> what kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff? Some people don't know. Like, I like my macaroni and cheese. You might, you might want to call it cheese and macaroni. That noodles. Yeah. I like cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that be, was noodles yeah, macaroni. Yeah, I want to be. <laughs> okay. They must be just ran short on cheese. That's I don't all know what they did. Like, they <coughs> put enough of whatever they did. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. That's another reason why, you know, I don't deal with people's stuff. Sometimes it, it looked like what it's supposed to be, but it ain't what it's supposed to be. Doggone, like at an old job of mine, don't mess around and doggone everybody bringing food there. Mess around and stab the meat, the meat be bleeding. Mm-mm. You put your knife up and they talk about you about to cut you some. Man, I remember everybody walked off, okay? Mm-mm. And left it standing there. Honey, it was this lady. She used to always used to bring her potluck. Mm. You did <laughs> She used to always bring a potluck, bless her heart, Mm-mm. okay? And you could tell she probably put her heart and soul in it. It was my mama's recipe. Mm-hmm. Honey, you seen that potluck? That potluck was going to send you somewhere for the rest of the evening. That's all I got to say. Okay, you need everybody cooking, that's all. And, and a, and a uh, big pot of stroganoff. Beef stroganoff? Yeah, oh. beef you sure it was beef stroganoff? I don't know what it was. Look, let me tell you something. I ain't mess with it. Now, it was this one guy. He was my manager. He, his name was Randy. And he was just the sweetest pie. He um he was gay. <laughs> and um, But Randy, that man, let me tell you. When I went to jail, Randy came over there and got me out of jail, okay? Okay. Some At some point in time. or either, I don't know what it was. It was something crazy or whatever. But, um... Randy, Randy had my back, like on some real stuff. I wish I could run across Randy to this day. But anyway, Randy bought beef stroganoff to the potluck, to the to the to the dinner. Mm. Man, that was the best beef stroganoff I'd have had to this day. And I know that had to be more than twenty years ago. You know why that was the best beef stroganoff you ever had to this day? Why? Because people don't make beef stroganoff no more. Really? And I actually like beef stroganoff. Mm, I can't remember the last time I ever heard those words being used. Beef stroganoff. You know what? Okay, after he had made it, I was like, I told him, give me your recipe. Right? He was like, uh, I'll make it for you. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. anyway, I ended up learning how to make it. And that thing there is good, especially with some uh, Hawaiian cinnamon rolls or mm-hmm. some good yeast rolls. Mm. I like it. I like it. Make some one day. I don't know how. You don't know how? It, it ain't hard. I had to find a recipe online. I guess they still get got you it. a good old chuck roast, good old beef chuck roast. You gotta braise that. It would be. It would help. I give that a shot. Yeah. Maybe one day. Don't make no uh, dressing that's like the desert. It looked like the desert. It was dry like the desert, and it tasted like the desert. Mm. Uh, was it Caesar? It looked like the desert. It tasted like the desert. Uh, I guess it wasn't Caesar. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. I'm sorry I'm you had to, to go say through that. I'm trying to tell you. I'm sorry you had to go through that. I thought maybe the top was crunchy. And the middle was still good? Yeah. No, everything was the desert. Oh, hard. You could pour water on top of it and it was just still going to be bad. Mm, oh, brick. Couldn't put no gravy on that dressing? They ain't having no gravy. <laughs> it looked like the desert. It was dry like the desert. <laughs> Yeah, it was the desert. It was the color of the desert. Okay. Wow. Wow. I ain't seen no green going through that. No nothing. Just bad. Yeah, man. That's a shame. 
You ever went somewhere and like somebody just really didn't know how to cook and they, and they always bringing that one dish that nobody eat. So somebody got to sneak it off the table and throw it in the trash can or empty it out. Mm. You ain't never you ain't never experienced that. You ought to experience that. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I, I remember um like when we used to do like what well, this would be pre-COVID when we used to have little lunches at work, little potluck lunches mm-hmm. or whatever. I would always be like, okay, I bring a salad. Okay. The reason why I would do that is because okay you can't really mess up a salad and if you put it right it look nice and pretty and so on and so forth right like put the things in certain places and so on it looks good so you want to eat it right but if you don't eat it then that's fine with me because i'm gonna take it home and eat it <laughs> right right yeah, so, yeah i would i would try to bring a salad and make it look nice and like something you want to taste right what's the meal that you hate on christmas you know what i used to hate what? During this time of year, and until recently, what was it? Cranberry sauce. Really? Yeah, because of how it looked and just the texture, like the like the jelly cranberry sauce. It was like it didn't look like it would taste good. Yeah, I didn't taste cranberry sauce really until maybe a couple years ago. Okay, and I was like upset with myself, like. You spent all this time in your life not liking cranberry sauce, never tasting it, just to see if you really don't like it, and you like it. So you done wasted all this time when you could have been just eating up some good cranberry sauce. Yeah, man. Cranberry sauce and some dressing, that's some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. That's some good I'm, stuff. I'm disappointed in myself. And it's good even when it's home, even when it's homemade. Yeah. But you know what? Everybody is different. I don't like the orange in it when it's homemade, but I love cranberry sauce. Now see, I don't know about the homemade. Some people go crazy with the orange in it, and it just doesn't do do it for me. I don't know about the homemade. I'm just getting the can Ocean Spray cranberry sauce down. So there you go. The homemade, I don't know about that one yet. So there you go. I'm a, I'm still a work in progress. So bear with me. There you go. And you want a dressing that's kind of fluffy, right? Yeah. With a little fluff. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna look flat or whatever. But man, look, I'd have seen some dressings that look like mud, but it make you slap your mama. Mm. I'm trying to tell you. Like mud? Yeah. Because uh. when it bake, it bakes so flat, you know? Uh. For some, like that top be flat, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Or whatever. And man, that thing will make you slap somebody if you're into slapping people. You know, some people into slapping people. I'm trying to tell you. Anyway, this is Preservation of One. Thank you.